Yes, 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 yes. Welcome to another interesting episode of All Things Basketball Podcast. And of course, I'm your host, Coach Luke. How's everybody doing out there tonight in basketball land? I hope you're doing good. I hope you're doing well, because I sure am. And I'm ready to get it started. Episode 82. We're on episode 82, people. And the name of episode 82 is Legendary Exit. The name of episode 82, people, Legendary Exit. Before we get into that episode, and before we get into, you know, all things basketball podcast, we got to tap in. You know what we got to do. We got to pay the bills. Tap in the All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me and I'm going to follow you. Tap in the All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, you know what to do. Hit the email button, leave your information, and we'll get right back to you. Download, share, like, download. Come on, people. All Things Basketball Podcast is for you. Let's go. All right. Let's get this great episode. Episode 82 started, man. Legendary Exit. And of course, as you know, when I get those titles, I kind of round it up and, and stick it in there somewhere. And uh, we're going to start off with um, those New York Knicks, baby. Coach Luke's New York Knicks, baby. R.J. Barrett. R.J. Barrett is a phenomenal talent, man. And some people are saying he's surging to the rookie of the year. Well, right now, it's probably between him and John Morant. I give John Morant a slight edge because he's doing a lot more. And I believe, you know, wins and losses have a little bit to do with it. But both teams are struggling. But I just think John Morant is having a little bit better of a season than the R.J. Barrett. But R.J. Barrett is balling, man. He's balling and he's doing his thing for those New York Knicks. Despite all of the losses, despite the coaching change, and despite possibly the front office change, R.J. Barrett is a consummate pro, or he's becoming one because he's only a rookie, and he's doing his thing on that court for those Knicks. He's making the New York fans proud, man, because when we picked him with the third pick in June, a lot of people were saying, ah, we don't know what we're going to get with R.J. Barrett. Well, you know now. You're getting a transcending ball player, New York, and he is really showing what he's all about right now. And we're talking about R.J. Barry because he had mentioned, you know, he hasn't lost this much in his whole basketball existence. And, um, you know, it's making him a lot more mature. He's, uh, you know, a consummate pro. He's trying to stay very positive amongst all of the losses that the Knicks are taking. And that's the way you have to do it as a professional. You have to be humble. You have to go out there and you have to do your job, win or lose. Uh, everybody doesn't get the opportunity to fit right into a very good basketball team right off the jump in their NBA career. Actually, very few guys get the opportunity to jump in and play on an excellent, excellent team. And so you got to take the growing pains, man, when you get to the NBA you got to crawl before you walk, so to speak. And what winds up happening is it's it's just year by year. You get better and better. You start adding more and more pieces. And so what R.J. Barrett is talking about is having a positive professional outlook and knowing that things will eventually turn around for those New York Knicks. And, boy, I love to hear that 
because I definitely wanted to turn around sooner than later. I've been a Nick fan all my life over all my basketball existence. I tell you what. And so I love to hear that from our rookie player, R.J. Barrett, that he's going to keep a very, very positive outlook on all that's going on in that New York Nick building. Of course, you've had coaching changes, all right, with the right now, uh, they're starting to talk about trades and things of that nature. Um, they're also talking about emptying out that front office and getting new people in that front office. And none of that has anything to do with R.J. Barrett. The only thing he has to do is continue to play at a very, very wonderful level, which he has. And he's talking about keeping a very positive outlook. And that's a wonderful thing for a rookie player that's on his way up and transcending up. Beautiful. All right. We're going to stay in that Nick Builder, man. Marcus Morris is balling, man. He's second and three-pointers in the NBA. And so what's happening with Marcus Morris is that, uh, you know, he's the talk of big, big trade talk. I know I heard something about the L.A. Clippers um, a couple of days ago draft picks for Marcus Morris. I wouldn't do it. All right. One of the things about the New York Knicks, they move people too quick and too soon. Here's a guy that's the second number two, um, number two, um, guy in, in three pointers in the league. He's number two in, in, in three pointers in the league. And, and you want to get rid of him right away. I wouldn't do it. I really wouldn't do it. I'd start to surround good players around Marcus Morris. He's one of the bright spots between him, R.J. Barrett, Frank Nicolina. There's a few guys in that building. You know, of course, my main man, Mitchell Robinson, baby. Mitchell Robinson doing his thing. And so you've got some guys in that building that you need to surround. And those are those guys that you keep, and you start to surround those young men with, with, with some great, great talent, whether it be veterans or whether it be young players, you start to surround those guys with excellent, excellent talent. And so that's what's going on with uh, uh, Marcus Morris. He is in a lot of trade talks, man. And so I just hope that the Knicks stay put and they don't trade him. You know, build on what he's building on. He's playing lights out ball, man. Number two and three-pointers in the league, in the NBA. Wonderful, wonderful thing, man. Once again, tap in, baby. Tap in All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me and I'm going to follow you. Tap in All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, you know what to do. Hit the email button, leave your information, and we'll get right back to you. Download, share, like download. Come on, people, all things basketball podcast. It's for you. Let's go. Well, we're going to touch a little bit on that Philadelphia 76er building, people. And of course, as you know from the round table, Coach Luke is saying, hey, I believe that they're going to go all the way if Joel Embiid stays on course and keeps his game right and channels in. I think they have a good chance to hoist that trophy. But I tell you what, I'm starting to look at them a lot closer, and I still believe they've got an excellent chance to hoist that trophy. I just believe they need a knockdown shooter, all right? They got rid of, um, you know, T.J. McCollum. 
McCullough. They also got rid of, uh, you know, um, um, what's the, oh my gosh, I'm getting tongue tied. JJ Reddick, I'm sorry, people. JJ Reddick, TJ McCullough, those were knockdown shooters, people. Those were knockdown shooters for, for the Philadelphia 76ers last year. And I think right now what they're trying to do is use my main man, uh, you know, they're trying to use him as a knockdown shooter, but he's not a knockdown shooter. He's, you got, you got, um, a few people that can do it, but you don't have, you don't have a knockdown shooter. So as far as trading is going on, you're going to have to get a knockdown shooter in there, you know? And so that's what's going on with the Philadelphia 76ers. They don't have a knockdown shooter. And what they need is somebody that can hit threes consistently, hit some threes consistently. And so we're looking at uh, Philadelphia as a contender, but they need outside shooting. They really do. You know, they really need some outside shooting. They've got a little bit of everything. Ben Simmons has been working on his outside shooting, but he's not a knockdown shooter just yet. And so he's an excellent point guard. He always goes downhill, but, you know, he's not a knockdown shooter. And so I really believe for the 76ers to really take it and also, you know, losing um, um, losing um, Butler last year was, was a real, real hard pill for them. You know, losing Jimmy Butler was a real hard pill because he's a knockdown shooter. All right. And so, you know, Tobias Harris really is not going to be able to do that. He's not a knockdown shooter. L.I., you got to pull. I love Tobias, but he's not a knockdown shooter. He's more of a scorer uh, on occasion. He can get hot and he can make those shots, but he's not considered a knockdown shooter from that three-point area. And so, you know, Tobias Harris is a phenomenal player, but I think they're pushing him out of his role a little bit, trying to uh, create him and make him into a knockdown shooter. And he's not a knockdown shooter. And losing Jimmy Butler really hurt them. And so I really believe with the trade deadline coming up in February, that's something that the Sixers would need to seek. They really need to seek a knockdown shooter. And so, again, that's what's going on out that Philadelphia building. They need a knockdown shooter. But what they're also looking for is a, a forward. I don't know. I just think they need a knockdown shooter. I just think they need a knockdown shooter. It doesn't matter what position. It doesn't matter what position, you know. And so that's what's going on out of that Philadelphia building, people. All right? The L.A. Clippers, they're not satisfied. There's going to be a lot of trades going on in the next couple of months, people. I'm going to have to let you know that. There's going to be a whole lot of trades. The L.A. Clippers are not satisfied. I think they should be satisfied. It's very early. I just believe they're looking at their counterparts right across the hallway. Those blue, that purple and gold, those Lakers, King James, A.D., they're balling, man. They got the best record in the league or they're tied for the best record in the league with the Milwaukee Bucks. And so, by the way, those two teams play tonight. Don't miss that. But we're kind of getting off. We're talking about the Clippers. They're not satisfied. They're looking for an all-around scoring forward also. And so they're looking for some shooting, and they're looking for some instant offense. 
you know? And so that's what the Clippers are really looking for. They're looking to add some instant O to their, to their punch from the forward position. All right. That's what the LA Clippers are looking for. I think they're okay. I don't think they should move too much. I think they should just let things maturate, but I'm not in the building. You know, Doc Rivers is in the building and I guess they all believe they need more, um, more punch from that forward position. All right. Tap in, baby. Tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me and I'm going to follow you. Tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, you know what to do. Hit the email button, leave your information, and we'll get right back to you. Download, share, like, download. Come on, people, All Things Basketball Podcast. It's for you. Let's go. All right. We got that AAU profile, baby. That AAU profile is on its way. Let's do it. All right. Coming out of that Washington area, man. Phenomenal young lady. Chloe Chapman. And she's at the University of Georgia. Five-star recruit. All right. Wonderful baller, man. Wonderful player. And her, her AAU outfit, DC Premier. Her AAU outfit, DC Premier. Phenomenal AAU outfit. Have won a lot of championships along the way. DC Premier is known for getting great, great ballers out of that Washington area. All right. And her, um, high school is Our Lady of Good Counsel. She's 5'7", point guard out of that Washington area. All right. Chloe Chapman. And she's at the University of Georgia. And if you get to look at the University of Georgia, uh, right now, she's injured, but she will be back this season. Chloe Chapman, phenomenal. Lights out. She can shoot lights out. Wonderful handle. Man, she's an excellent ball player. And that's our AAU profile for this, this Wednesday show. A wonderful, wonderful player, Chloe Chapman. All right. Okay. Legendary exit, people. Legendary exit. Well, as you know, Vince Carter, Vince Sanity, has been traveling around the league, man, getting his little trinkets, his little gifts along the way, standing ovation. Vince Carter is a phenomenal player, man, and has always been a phenomenal player. I actually believe that he would have retired maybe two, three seasons ago But Vince Carter stays in great playing shape, and he's balling out of control, man. He's really playing ball. Now, does Vince Carter have the highlight films that he once had? No. He's kind of more relegated to three-point shooting, defense, and being a leader on that Atlanta Hawk team, teaching the young guys how to be consummate pros and things of that nature. But getting back, Vince Carter has been moving around the league, you know, and everybody has been giving him a standing ovation. He's had a wonderful, wonderful career, and he's a legend. Vince Carter is a legend, and he's a shoo-in in five years to be a Hall of Famer. And so kudos to Vince Carter for giving us many, many, many years of phenomenal basketball, man. This guy, Vince Carter, has given us many years of a phenomenal basketball. And I can remember 
when he first came to the New Jersey Nets. At the time, they were called the New Jersey Nets. Right now, they're the Brooklyn Nets. I tell you, man, between him, Jason Kidd, and the rest of the crew, they really were performing out there. Richard Jefferson, a young Richard Jefferson, phenomenal. Kenyon Martin, they had an excellent team, man. And they went to a couple of championships, but they lost to those Showtime Lakers. Shaquille O'Neal and, and Kobe Bryant led Showtime Lakers. and uh, they But they went to back-to-back championships with Vince Carter, Jason Kidd, like I said, Richard Richard Jefferson, Kenyon Martin. But Vince Carter has been around for a long time, and he's been nothing but a consummate pro. And so I, everybody at All Things Basketball Podcast would like to congratulate him on his final year. He's going out on his shield the way he wants to go out on his shield, and it's just a phenomenal thing. Kudos to Vince Carter. Well, we've reached that point in the show that we always reach, people. I think you know what time it is. If you want to be a sponsor to All Things Basketball Podcast, or if you want your ass to your company to be on All Things Basketball Podcast, hit me up at All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram and leave a message. Or if you want to go to my Facebook feed, hit me up at All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. Hit the email button and leave your information. Again, if you want to be a sponsor to the show or you want ads to your company to be on All Things Basketball Podcast, these are the two things that you have to do. Thank you very, very much. All right. Gordon Haywood out of that Boston building, people. Gordon Haywood is back. Gordon Haywood's a phenomenal player. Of course, the Boston Celtics feel that he's the missing piece. They feel that if he comes back strong and comes back healthy, that they could win it all. Now, in my opinion, I don't believe they can win it all. Gordon Hayward's a phenomenal player, all right? But he's off again and on again injury-wise. He's very injury-prone, all right? This is what's starting to happen with Gordon Hayward. He's an excellent, excellent player, and he also played for Brad Stevens at Butler. So he played under Brad Stevens in college, and now he's playing for Brad Stevens under the umbrella of the Boston Celtics. And so it's a wonderful thing when you could play for your collegiate coach at the next level. But at the same time, Gordon Haywood is injury prone. And so I don't believe that he's that missing piece that the Boston Celtics are looking for. I could be wrong. I've been wrong before. But I tell you what, people, I don't think I'm wrong because Gordon Haywood is often injured. He's more so on the bench, injured, as opposed to playing. And I don't see how that's going to work for the Boston Celtics. I also don't see, even if he was healthy, I do not see, because Gordon Haywood is an excellent scorer, but his deficiency is his on defense. He is not a great defensive player. And so when it's come time to buckle down, will he be able to guard a Tobias Harris? Will he be able to guard a, a, a Pascal Siakam or these guys of that things of that nature? I don't believe so. So he'll be a liability to me on the defensive end when the playoffs start. But again, like I said, the Boston Celtics are very excited, and they feel that he's the missing piece 
to their puzzle so that they can go all the way into June and hoist that trophy. Once again, people, tap in. Tap in the All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me and I'm going to follow you. Tap in the All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, you know what to do. Hit the email button, leave your information, and we'll get right back to you. Download, share, like, download. Come on, people, All Things Basketball Podcast. It's for you. Let's go. St. John's, man. St. John's, man. I'm telling you, out of Queens. St. John's is really playing some collegiate basketball, people. And they're the college highlight for this show. They're the college highlight for this this show right here. St. John's is really playing some ball, man. They got a strong nucleus. They're young. And I tell you what, you might have to watch them come those playoffs. But you're really going to have to watch St. John's as far as, the you know, the tournaments are concerned, you know. You're going to have to watch them as far as the Big East tournament and things of that nature. St. John's is a phenomenal team, man. And they're really showing what they're worth. Now, their schedule hasn't gotten thick yet, but it will get thick. But their schedule hasn't gotten so thick that we can really, really focus in on them and say, hey, they are for real. you got to really watch St. John's moving forward. They're looking good, and they're looking for real. Again, their schedule hasn't gotten thick. And when it does get thick, I will be watching, and I will be able to make a much more fair analysis of them. But right now, people, they're winning. And you got to be pretenders as well as contenders, man, on the way to the championship. You got to be pretenders as well as contenders on your way to the championship. Everybody that you beat is not going to be top-notch. But as long as you beat them, it's another W and another feather in your cap. And so it's a wonderful thing that these players are in the Queens area of New York because we definitely need some basketball winning around here. You know, that team in the garden ain't doing it for us right now. And so it's excellent, you know, that St. John's is doing their thing and playing at a high, high level. It's very, very excellent. Well, all right. Out of that New Orleans building, man, already. I think it's a little premature, but hey, Brandon Ingram is saying he's ready to move wherever they'll offer him a max deal. Brandon Ingram. Now, Brandon Ingram is balling, man, for those New Orleans Pelicans. Brandon Ingram is really playing some ball, people. And so I don't know whether he's ready for a max deal just yet. But if he keeps putting up these numbers and he becomes a, a all-star this season, hey, stranger things have happened. You know, he's definitely on the upswing. He's a young, young player. It wouldn't be a bad business decision to give him a max deal right now. It really wouldn't. But uh, I just think personally he's maybe about two or three years away from a max deal. But again, like Coach Luke said, I'm not in that position. So if there's a GM out there that's listening to one Brandon Ingram say, hey, I want a max deal, and they're willing to give him a max deal, well, by all means, man, because Brandon Ingram is a phenomenal player, and he's really playing some basketball right now in that New Orleans Pelican building. And so you got to watch Brandon Ingram moving forward. Right now, I believe he's an all-star. 
But the West is deep. The West is very deep. He could miss the All-Star game. That's how deep the Western Conference is. But right now, you know, you don't even pick the All-Star game like that anymore. You start to pick, uh, uh, you get two captains, and they pick the teams. So with that being said, Brandon Ingram has even a better chance to become an All-Star. He has a much better chance to become an All-Star. And those are the things that he will have to knock down if he wants a, a, a max deal come this summer. Those type of accolades, scoring, all-star game, in the stats, Western Conference player of the week a couple of times, those are the things he'll have to grab so that he can become a max player in the summer. Like I said, stranger things have happened. I don't know if he'll get that max deal this year. I do believe eventually Brandon Ingram will be a max player in the NBA. Well, people, it's been a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful podcast. All right, episode 82, Legendary Exit, okay? And it's definitely going to be a legendary exit for one Vince Carter. Once again, congratulations to him on an illustrious career, all right? And I'll see you guys Monday morning. Now, Monday evening, 7 o'clock sharp, I'm sorry, all right? Monday evening, 7 o'clock sharp, okay? And um, good night. God bless.